Everyone has questions. Why am I here? Where will I go when I die? Is there really truth? But not everyone has biblical answers. Welcome to the Pastor Study, a ministry of pastorstudy.org. Join us now as we study the Bible to draw closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Tom Brock. Welcome to the Pastor Study. I got an email this week from a friend who told me of a man, <clears throat> a Christian man involved in a Christian ministry who just killed himself. And I thought, you know, we should probably do a show on what does the Bible say about suicide? You know, maybe you have tried to kill yourself in the past, or you're right now tempted to do so. Maybe a daughter or son, a loved one killed themselves and it hurt you deeply. Well, let's, let's talk about this for half an hour. Here are the three questions for today. Number one, <clears throat> according to the Bible, why do people kill themselves? There's five suicides in the Bible. Question number two, can it be forgiven? Question number three, how do you counsel someone? What do you say to someone who is suicidal? So let's, let's get into this difficult topic. Let's pray first. Father in heaven, if there is anyone watching this program who is contemplating taking their own life. Oh Lord, we would pray that you would step in and stop that. Bring this person to hope, to faith in Christ, and Lord, teach each of us what to do and how to talk with people who are depressed and down. Speak to us now, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Question number one, <clears throat> why do people kill themselves? Five suicides in the Bible, five different reasons they did it. The first suicide in the Bible is Samson. About 1150 B.C., the Philistines had gouged the eyes out of Samson. He's blind, standing next to the two pillars of the pagan temple, and he puts his hands on the pillars and he says, God, let me die with the Philistines. He pushes the temple down. Everybody dies, including Samson. Why did he kill himself? Revenge to get back at, at these Philistines. Some people today kill themselves out of revenge. Well, I'll kill myself and that'll show them and they'll be sorry. I knew a secretary by the name of Sue who killed herself. She left notes for her coworkers, happy now. So one reason people kill themselves is to lash out at others. A second reason people kill themselves, the second suicide in the Bible is King Saul. This is about 1000 BC. Saul became an evil king, so God raised up the Philistines against him. And they're coming to get him, and he knows that he's afraid they're going to torture him before they kill him. So Saul says to his sword bearer, Run me through with the sword. The sword bearer says, No. So Saul took his own sword, killed himself. Why did Saul kill himself? Fear. A lot of people kill themselves because they're afraid of what's coming. Sadly, in Oregon, Washington State, Montana, and Vermont, we now have physician-assisted suicide where you can get a doctor to kill you if, or, or the doctor to help you kill yourself if you've got some ailment or whatever. So people kill themselves out of fear. Listen to this account from a young Christian graduate student. Insomnia has plagued me from adolescence until now. 
Only those who are unable to sleep at night can appreciate the distressing toll this ailment takes on one's life. All through the university I struggled. One Friday afternoon as I prepared for spring exams, I emotionally exploded. Having lost sleep with such regular regularity, I lack courage to face the future, fear. Even so ordinary a responsibility as conversing with others overwhelmed me with consternation. Nor dare I conceal the fact that even suicide took on a certain attractiveness. That student's name was Edward Carnell. He went on to become a great professor at Fuller Seminary, wrote wonderful books, but in May 1967, Professor Carnell was found dead of an overdose of sleeping pills. Fear of the future. Now, what Edward Carnell did was a sin. If you kill yourself, you're sinning in three ways. Number one, thou shalt not kill. And that includes yourself. You are not to kill. Second reason it's a sin, it's a presumption on God's prerogative. God gave you life, only God has the right to take it. And the third reason a suicide is a sin, it shows you don't trust God to take care of you, like Ahithophel, like perhaps Professor Carnell. So fear, revenge, third reason people kill themselves, third suicide in the Bible is Ahithophel. He lived about 1000 BC. Ahithophel was Absalom's advisor. When Absalom rejected Ahithophel's advice, it says in, um, uh, in, in the, the book of, I think this is Kings, Ahithophel killed himself. And why? Because he'd lost face. This is kind of big in some oriental cultures. If you lose face, you commit Harry Carey. Some people kill themselves because they're so ashamed of, of whatever's happened. Fourth suicide in the Bible is Zimri, about 880 BC. Zimri was an evil king who became king through intrigue and murder. It came back to haunt him because then his people threw him out of office. When they threw him out of the kingship, it says, 1 Kings 16, Zimri went into the citadel of the palace, burned the palace over him with fire, and died because of his sins, which he did. <clears throat> so why did Zimri kill himself? Well, I'm going to put it this way. Uh, he lost his purpose in life. Boy, did he want to be king. Finally, he got it. Then they took him it away, and he lost his purpose. I think lots of people kill themselves because they have no reason to live, they think. The last suicide in the Bible is the most famous one. Judas in the New Testament, about 30 AD, he betrays Jesus, feels bad, kills himself. Why did Judas kill himself? Guilt. So, and I think that's true today too, I would guess maybe the number one reason for suicide is people feel guilt over something and they kill themselves. <clears throat> so here are the motives according to the Bible. You've got Revenge, fear of the future, losing your face, losing purpose in life, <coughs> and, and number five, guilt. Let's ask question number two. Excuse me. <coughs> Can suicide be forgiven? When I was 12 years old, sitting in Lutheran confirmation class, some kid asked, Pastor, can you kill yourself and go to heaven? And my Missouri Synod Lutheran pastor quoted 1 John 3.15, quote, No murderer 
has eternal life dwelling in him. And my pastor said, and if you kill yourself, then you're a murderer. You murder yourself, you don't go to heaven. And other people would add to that, if you kill yourself, you don't have time to ask for forgiveness, so you go to hell. I don't believe that anymore, and let me explain why. First of all, nobody is going to have enough time to confess all your sins before you die. You don't know half of them. And I'm sure everybody, myself included, we, all, we will all commit sins that we didn't have time to ask for forgiveness for right before our last breath. Our salvation, though, doesn't depend on that. It depends on grace, on Jesus on the cross, not whether I have all this time. But you know the other reason I don't believe in it? Jesus said in Mark 3, all sins will be forgiven the sons of men and whatever blasphemies they utter, but you can't be forgiven for the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. The only unforgivable sin in the New Testament is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't say suicide. Ephesians 1 verse uh, 7, in Christ we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses. And it doesn't add except for suicide. So, so here's my point. Suicide's a horrible sin. Don't do it. But sometimes a Christian will commit a horrible sin. But that is a sin for which Christ died. I mean, here's a lady, Christian lady, and all of a sudden she commits suicide. And this pastor that talked to me, his belief was, if you're, if you're following Christ, you're trusting Christ, and you do something stupid and evil in your last breath, you're still saved and covered by the blood of Christ. That's where I, I, I come down. So, um, let's ask the last question then for today. How do you counsel someone? who's suicidal. Well, let me, get, let me just share some thoughts. Number one, listen. Just don't talk. Don't, don't, don't take out the Bible and start shoving it in their face. Just if somebody is suicidal or just depressed, tell me about it. How are you feeling? What's going on in your life? And just listen. The second thing to do if someone is depressed or suicidal, don't contradict. Don't say, oh, it's not that bad. Oh, you don't mean that. Maybe they do. Just, again, you just listen, and then once you've found a motive, once they've talked to you and, and they're, they're telling you why they're suicidal, then maybe you can offer a word of encouragement. For instance, if you're dealing with a Saul and their reason for killing themselves is revenge, then your word of counsel is Romans chapter 12, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Never take your own revenge. And then also tell them, you know, we are, Jesus did tell us to forgive our enemies, to love our enemies, so forgive that person. Don't get back at them. So th that's what you'd say to, to a Saul who's out for revenge. If the person you're talking about wants to kill themselves because they are uh, more of a, uh, I'm sorry, that was Samson. Samson was out for revenge. Saul was out to uh, uh, kill himself because of fear. And if somebody's afraid of the future, what you say to that person, if they're a Saul, excuse me, a, Sam, uh, a Saul, yes, a Saul, you say to them, God controls the future. You don't have the right to take your life. Can you trust God will take care of you? Trust that the Lord is your father. That hopefully will help. A third person might be in Ahithophel, and they've lost face. They've lost their wife. They've lost their job. They've lost who knows what and they want to kill themselves because they've lost face and everything. To that person, we share Hebrews, what is it, chapter uh, 13, where it says, 
I will never leave you, nor will I ever forsake you. And maybe God, and maybe everybody's left you, but God is still with you. And then also quote to them, you know, uh, 1 Peter chapter 3, cast all your cares on God, for he cares for you. You're not alone if you're a believer in Christ. And then if you're dealing with a Zimri who's lost purpose in life, you assure them of Isaiah 43, God says, I have created you and called you by my name for my glory. You always have a reason to live. You might not have your wife or your job or, or your husband or whoever, but if you're alive and breathing, Isaiah 42 says, you are on earth to glorify God. You have a purpose in life. And lastly, if you're dealing with a, a uh, uh, Judas, then somebody who wants to kill themselves because they feel so horribly guilty about something, what you say to a Judas is, there can be absolution. A friend of mine was preaching at a suicide funeral. Here's what he said. What in the world happened to Carl Monday night? Well, there are lots of missing pieces, but one thing we do know, there is an accuser of the brethren, the devil, who is on the prowl, constantly sowing seeds of doubt, whispering in our ears that we don't measure up, that our sins are too great for even God Almighty to forgive us. And what, what happened there? Carl, who killed himself, needed to hear the word of absolution. There is forgiveness. And so if you're talking with someone who's guilty and suicidal, you say, uh, you know, First uh, John 1, 1, uh, 9, in Christ, if we confess our sins, God will forgive us of our sins, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And I think a big reason people commit suicide is out of guilt. They need to hear the forgiveness of sins. And you talk to them about Jesus, his death on the cross, that all sins will be forgiven uh, through Christ, and, and assure them that in Christ there is forgiveness of sins. I think that's the biggest one. Well, just a few more thoughts before we, we close this part of the show. If the person is a non-believer, share the gospel. In Acts chapter 16, the Corinthian jailer is about to kill himself, and Paul jumps out of the cell. Don't kill yourself, we're all here. He thought they'd escaped. And, and Paul uses his suicidal moment to preach the gospel, and the guy accepts Christ. His whole family gets baptized that night. So if you're dealing with an unbeliever who's suicidal, make sure you talk to them about Jesus. And another thought, professional help. If you're, if you're suicidal, you very possibly need professional help. And, you know, people say, well, you know, there are imbalances in the brain and chemicals and, and drugs can help. And some, somebody asked me, well, is it okay for a Christian to take that kind of, you know, drugs for um, uh, depression? I think it is. I mean, Christian, you'll take an aspirin for a headache. If you've got an imbalance that's causing depression, why not take a pill for that? I don't think anything's wrong with that. So professional help. And one last point on suicide. Hang in there. You are not alone. This is normal. A lot of people want to die. Listen to this from the Bible. Moses wanted to die. Moses was tired of, of leading these Jews who just complained all the time. And it says that Moses says to the Lord, take my life. <laughs> Moses. Uh, then you've got uh, uh, Elijah. He hears that C Queen Jezebel is out to kill him because he got rid of her false prophets. He goes into the wilderness, sits under a broom tree, broom tree and he says, Lord, take my life. 
You've got Jonah in the Old Testament who wants to die. You've got Simeon in the New Testament, the old prophet, and he sees the baby Jesus and he says, Lord, now let your servant depart in peace. In other words, I'm ready to die. You've got the Apostle Paul saying in Philippians, I desire to depart and be with Christ for that is far better. And get this one, even Jesus was tempted by the devil to jump off the roof of the temple. <laughs> he didn't do it, but he was tempted. So here's my point. If you kind of some days kind of just want to die and go to heaven, that's kind of normal, you know? But if it's huge in your life, maybe you need to get some help. <laughs> so um, I'll leave with this verse. 1 Corinthians 10, Paul the Apostle writes, No temptation, that would include suicide, has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can endure, but with the temptation will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. So don't hurt yourself. Get some help if you need it. Don't kill yourself. But you're not weird if now and then you feel like you want to die. Amen. Welcome to the portion of the pastor's study where we now ask Pastor Brock to share with us his knowledge of Scripture and his insights to answer questions we have regarding the Bible, our Lord, and our everyday walk with Him. This is the portion of the show where I invite you to send your questions to our address at the end of the program, and we'll talk about your questions for Tom on another show. Pastor Brock, as long as we're talking about suicide, is it okay to want to die? Um, I mean, you have people who are <coughs> suffering and who have... Mm -hmm. You know, when I go to somebody's bedside, and, oh, Pastor Brock, I just wish the Lord would take me. You know, I, I don't slap her and say, you snap out of it. <laughs> you know what I kind of say? Yeah, there are days I'd love to die and go to heaven, too. But you know what, Gertrude? You're still breathing. God still has a purpose. And let's just keep praying. And the, in his time, he'll take you. I don't think anything's wrong with wanting to go home and be with the Lord like Paul did in, a, in Philippians chapter 1. Okay. Because, I mean, a lot of people, when they're really suffering don't want that to continue and they're asking God to just take it away mm -hmm. in the most easy way and yeah. so and I and again Jackie if I was going through horrible pain I mean <laughs> when I have a horrible case of the flu part of me is thinking I'd rather die right now Lord can we get this over with one way or another <laughs> but that's my wimpiness we've got to overcome our feelings and remember God has the right to take my life period Okay, now you brought me up to the next question then. Some states have doctor-assisted suicide. If a person is in intense pain or knows they're going to die, is this okay? No, it's not okay. I saw an awful cartoon, funny but awful, when the state of Washington voted in favor of a physician-assisted suicide. There's a nurse that comes out in the waiting room and says, the doctor will kill you now. And the doctors took an oath to uphold life, not death. So every time a doctor helps somebody kill themselves, they're violating that oath. Every time a doctor com per performs an abortion, they're, they're, they're breaking that oath. But Jackie, we have more medicine now than any time in the history of the world. We are able to medicate people and you know, you know, help them cope with pain better than anybody. So you know, the other, prior generations knew not to do this. If we can't at least step up to the plate on this, something's wrong. And, and I'm not being, you know, of course we're compassionate with people, get them the best care that they can, but doctor, don't kill them, you know. So is that a sin for a it doctor? It is. It, just yeah. like abortion yeah, is a sin is. when they do it. Yeah, you okay. bet it is. All right. 
Uh, one, one, I'm not saying you have to go to extraordinary treatment. Uh, sometimes you let somebody die, but you don't kill them. Okay. That's, there's a difference. That's a difference. Okay. Is there ever a circumstance in which suicide is okay or considered all right? You know, the only thing I thought of, and I'm still going to say no, there's never a circumstance. The only thing I thought of is, Jackie, what if you're in World War II and the Nazis come to torture you to find out where you're hiding the Jews? Well, you know, I think they used to give people a pill, the suicide pill, that they would take so they wouldn't blab on wh where their troops are coming next to the Nazis. I still would say, no, don't do it. But that's the only one I thought was, hmm, now we've got to chew on that one a little bit. But <laughs> that's the only one I thought of, and I'm not saying it's a, it's a valid reason. Yeah. Okay, you talked a little bit about therapy. So if a person does have suicidal thoughts now and then, and... I'm going to be honest, there's times when I just say, I wished I was dead, I can't take any more of this, you know. <laughs> but do I really mean it? I guess I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But should I get therapy for something if I have those I, thoughts? I, I think every, I, uh, uh, unless people are a lot holier than I are, and I'm sure they are, I think a lot of people get those thoughts, and it's normal. And like we just, Moses had those thoughts, mm -hmm. you know. Paul, so... If it's overwhelming, though, it's kind of the constant of your day, I think I'd get some professional help. Yeah. Okay, let's put this on another foot. Suppose somebody comes to you knowing you're a Christian and everything and confides to you that they're really having a hard time living in that and that they're going to commit suicide. Mm -hmm. What do you say to someone like that if they tell you that they're going to kill themselves? I take it real seriously, and I don't slough it off, oh, you don't mean it, or she didn't mean it. You call the authorities. Listen, somebody just told me that they're going to kill themselves. Uh, can we get this person to a hospital? What's going on here? I think you take it very seriously. And if the person didn't really mean it, well, then at least, I mean, you'd feel horrible if they carried it out because you didn't do anything. So I'd say do what you can do. Okay, what about the people who are regularly threatening suicide? Yeah. That's, I mean, there are some people like that, and that's yeah. a mental condition in itself. Yeah, and then, I, I don't know, what do you do with that? <laughs> what would you do with that, Jackie? You know, this is probably a terrible thing, but if somebody continually did that to me, I'd say, you know, you've been saying this for so long, would you please just do it? <laughs> that's probably okay. not a very Christian <laughs> thought, though, right? But I think you can confront them like that. You can say, you know... Uh, I, I would leave just the last four words off, just do it, or three words. But I think you can confront them and say, look, you've been talking like this forever. We don't want you to do that, but what's going on? I think to confront that is a good idea. Okay. Yeah. If you do commit suicide and you don't have time to ask to be forgiven, you didn't really answer, does that person go to hell? Okay. Again, uh, here's my answer. Nobody is going to have the greatest saint on the planet Nobody is going to have the time to confess all the sins they've ever committed right before they die. And hallelujah, Jackie, our salvation doesn't depend on me and whether I have to. T My salvation depends 100% on Jesus on the cross. We're saved by him, not by me. And so I don't think that's a valid argument. What, what do you do when people leave notes for other people when they die, Pastor Tom, yeah. and you've been asked to distribute those? I just... I'm curious. I, I actually, I've never had that. I, I had to do, I've had to do, I think, two fu suicide funerals in my life. And one was this secretary who left notes saying, happy now. And, you know, it had the opposite effect that she wanted. Her boss, who was a dear Christian man, she, he got one of those happy now notes. And he had spent time with this woman 
trying to bring her to Christ. In fact, in fact, he brought her to our church. You might know who I'm talking about. But um, you know what? It, it made him angry. It didn't make him feel guilty and that I did this. It made him feel mad. How dare she be so manipulative? I think the hardest suicide I ever had to deal with was a cousin's wife who committed suicide, but she also killed her child Ugh. before she did it to take both of them away from him. Wow. And that was a very difficult thing for me to, to question God about. And no. I mean, it was just because how could you make him suffer through this? Oh, my. But wow. she was suffering, obviously, too. Mm -hmm. Well, Judas committed suicide because of his guilt, right? Mm -hmm. And Peter also had guilt, but he repented. So then from what you've said, is it possible Judas went to heaven? I don't think so, and here's why. Jesus said about Judas, it would have been better for that man, Judas, if he had never been born. That sounds like hell to me. And we, have, we know that, that Judas felt awful after he betrayed Christ, but we don't know that he did what Peter did after Peter uh, denied Christ. Peter came back to Christ. We don't, uh, Judas has no, we have no evidence that Judas ever came back to Christ. He, he felt, you know, it, it's possible to kill yourself out of guilt and, and not turn to God with that guilt. I think that's what happened. Do we hear anything more about Judas after that in the Bible? I mean, I'm, I've been struggling since yeah. you said that to think of another time after that. At, Jude, Jesus kills himself shortly thereafter. Excuse me, what did I say? Ju, uh, Jesus is killed on the cross. Shortly thereafter, Judas kills himself. Okay. So it's a real short, short time. time. Yeah. All right. Well, Pastor Brock, we've got about a minute and a half left, not even quite that now. Okay. But let's tell our viewers about what's happening and sure. how we've broadened this. You and bet. maybe you've got some friends you want to share you, some you of bet. this with. I want to thank those of you that have supported this ministry with your prayers and your finances because now we used to just be in Minneapolis. Now we're on all over the country. Anybody that gets Dish Network or Direct TV now gets our show. And for the first time, we're getting more letters from out of Minnesota than from within Minnesota, which is kind of fun. But we thank you for your prayers, your support. Please keep praying for us. If the Lord would nudge you to support us, to keep us on the air, because it is pricey to buy this national TV time, you'll see an address or just go to pastorstudy.org and you can support us through the website there, uh, pastorstudy.org. You can also watch our TV shows for free. If you ha know someone who's suicidal and needs to see this show, tell them to go to pastorstudy.org and you'll see all these sermons push the button that says suicide in the Bible, they can watch our TV shows for free. So pray for us. Uh, look, look for the uh, address at the end if God would move you to support us. And, and we're, we're just praising the Lord we're still on because this, this, this costs money. <laughs> so God bless you. Don't kill yourself. Read your Bible tonight. And see you next time. Thank you for watching The Pastor Study. You can watch more of our programs at pastorstudy.org. We are on the air preaching the gospel of Christ because of our generous support of you, our viewers. Would you consider supporting our ministry? You may do so at pastorstudy.org. Or write The Pastor Study, P.O. Box 41294, Minneapolis, Minnesota 55441. May the blessing of our one triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you today and always.